0: Coming to you from the West Coast today, I don't think I've been in California for a whole year. I'm out here visiting my goddaughter, which is lovely, so precious to me, and uh, yeah, life is good, very, very good. (laughs) So let us begin with a prayer, as we always do. Deeply grateful, deeply thankful that infinite intelligence, perfect love and light is our true identity and we accept no other. We join together with the higher Holy Spirit self for this purpose. Remembering and recognizing the truth, we are choosing liberation Separation no more, joining together for the holy purpose of recognizing our holiness, our perfection, the beauty and the truth that we already are. We're giving up all the false ideas and identities, laying them on the holy altar fire of divine love and accepting the fullness of love as our life. Our walk and our talk, we are grateful and thankful to dedicate this time together for our healing, for our awakening and sharing the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. We know it's done. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yeah, baby. So, life is really good. And it's really good whether we recognize it or not. This I have to see, to know, to feel. Oh, if I could tell you with how much vehemence I used to feel that I hated this life. And how grateful I am now for it, for the adventure of it, for the experience of it. I'm so grateful to know and discover that we can change our minds and that freedom is our natural state. Oh my gosh, what a blessing. (sighs) Now, A Course in Miracles tells us that we're here to be truly helpful. And sometimes I've said things like that, and people say, yes, but if time and space aren't real, where is here, Jennifer? And I'll say, well, ask the Holy Spirit where you are, if you'd like to know the answer. (laughs) So we're, according to A Course in Miracles, we are here only to be truly, truly helpful. And... Mm. something in my throat here and let's see, I can take a sip of my spiritual espresso maybe somebody's having a healing already our topic this week is healers and healing A Course of Miracles tells us that we're here to be a, truly helpful by <clears throat> recognizing our brothers and sisters as our salvation so not one of our brothers, oh my, not one of our brothers or sisters is here to not be truly helpful. Think of that. Every single one of us is here to be truly helpful to ourselves and the other because we're all one. I, maybe it was because I read Power Versus Force 20 uh, some years ago back in the 90s and uh, David Hawkins book Power Versus Force and he talks in there about how one person with the awareness of the Christ like Jesus can counterbalance every other person on the planet. Wow. It can be a a healing and beneficial presence of real impact to every other person on the planet. I read that and it ignited something in me. And I can take you back then to so I don't know exactly when that might have been, 97, 98. I just don't rem- remember exactly what year that was. When I read Power Versus Force, and if you haven't read Power Versus Force uh, and you feel called to, I'm not going to say I recommend it or don't recommend it. A lot of people have read it. Some people tried to read it and had to put it down. But if you're going to read Power Versus Force uh, by David Hawkins, H-A-W-K-I-N-S, um I recommend that you begin with the about the author section in the back of the book. Might be 10 pages fascinating reading to learn about him because what an amazing being of incredible consciousness plus he had a lot he he was a psychiatrist and he helped to um liberate his own consciousness of many other people and uh, then i would suggest if you know anything at all about kinesiology skim that first chapter and 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 don't get stuck on it he uh, that first chapter is extremely technical it's very off-putting and so just skip it all together you don't really need it and go right into the more meat of the book so and Hawkins was, a course, a miracle student. And in our awareness that we're one with each other, one with all life, we can be a conscious healing presence. So back now, I'm going to go back to, oh, let's see if I can put a year on it, maybe... 10 years before I read Power vs. Force, back in the 80s, I was living in Manhattan, and it was around the time that I was the most miserable that I've ever been, and it was in the neighborhood of the time when I was feeling life was not worth living, and I I went through a period, not a long one, but I did go through a period where I, I thought that I didn't really want to be on this planet. Stop the world, I want to get off. Or don't stop it, do whatever you want to do, but I'm, I'd like to get out of here. But what stopped me was the love of my family. M- my love for them stopped me. And uh, it's one of the reasons why a lot of people don't take their lives, is they have uh, a pet or some, some being that they love and care for. And then that's what makes it so, so hard when people do take their own life and their loved ones feel like, oh, they didn't love me enough to stick around. And I remember feeling that way about my mom when she had her terminal cancer diagnosis. And in my mind, when she would do things like have a cocktail, you know, a little scotch on the rocks, or she'd have a piece of cake, or she'd do something that I felt was contributing to her illness. I think, oh, see, she'd rather have a piece of cake or a glass of scotch than stick around to be my mom. You know, that's how the ego is. It's it's always divisive, destructive, uh, name-calling, labeling, looking at things as half-empty, um, loss, loss, loss. So, back when I was in that neighborhood of feeling suicidal and waking up to the awareness that I really had this deep, deep self-hatred um, because I had heard in my mind the, uh, ego thought, I hate you. Course of Miracles talks about the ego, uh, hates us. And, uh, Gary Renard, whom I I truly love, uh, and he talks about that as well that the ego, don't try to make friends with the ego. The ego is not your friend. The ego is trying to kill you. The ego hates you. And I'll just say, let's not personify the ego. For me, that's what's worked well for me for the last bunch of years is just let's not give the ego a personality. Let's, it's, let's not let it usurp our personality. The ego is a divisive thought system to keep us in a place of feeling separate. Enough said the ego has no power, does not have the power to kill me. If I give my power to the ego, then I can self-destruct if I so choose. And Let's also say, well, it's an illusion. If I choose to experience self-destruction, I will learn and grow from that, reincarnate, and take that learning with me. But that's not what I'm interested in anymore. Now I'm interested in liberation. Now I'm interested in true healing. So healers, we all are. Or can be if we so choose to be. Now, the great thing, of course, Miracles also tells us is all are called, but not everyone chooses to answer, but all are called. So, as I started to say back in the 90s, in the darkest time of my life, I had uh, a very helpful realization, which was there's a choice. I can seem to walk towards the darkness mentally in my awareness, I can face the darkness, look at the darkness, explore the darkness, believe in the darkness, make the darkness real or not. That's a choice that I have. At the time, I was reading um, Eric Butterworth's work. I was going to... Uh, Sunday services in uh, Manhattan at Lincoln Center with Eric Butterworth really helping me so, so much. And I started reading uh, Living in the Light by Shakti Gawain. So I started to really look at things in terms of light and dark. And I decided, I made a decision Actually, I remember when I made that decision, it was in uh, the spring of 1986. I decided to m- start consciously moving towards the light. And I made the decision. Remember, Course in Miracles talks so much about the power of decision. I did three episodes on that. I think it was late 2017 Power of Decision. We hit a very powerful section, power of decision, so important, so helpful, so valuable. I made that decision to work and live towards the light. And at that time, I had this belief that for me, Jennifer Hadley, because I was so, so ugly inside, so mean, so depraved, so bad, so wrong, that it would take me likely a hundred lifetimes of concerted effort to begin to, to really be the light being that I could feel was my potential. Or maybe I couldn't feel it, actually. Maybe I could just... Believe it, based on listening to Eric Butterworth and reading Shakti Gawain, I remember going to a couple of uh long weekends, like four day weekend uh, workshop retreat type things she did in Manhattan, I think at the oh open center yeah which is still around. I've taught at the open center, though not in a long time, and um those which I tell you talk about coming full circle, being at the open center and feeling like my life wasn't worth living in eighty six and then or eighty five and then yeah, however many years later, twenty years later. 20 some years later, teaching a workshop there on forgiveness. <laughs> oh, don't give up before the miracle happens. So, making that choice to consciously walk towards the light instead of exploring the darkness anymore. Enough already, I said. Okay, maybe it's going to take me a hundred lifetimes to really become light-filled, but what, am I, what else am I going to do? I, I don't want to explore the darkness anymore. It's not interesting to me anymore. It's, not, it's, it's painful. It's, there's no part of it that I really, really would like to revel in anymore. Enough. It disgusts me. So I started to work towards having some compassion for other people because I didn't have much back then. I really thought other people were the cause of my problems and I was drowning in judgment against all the people who are causing my problems, and myself. And everywhere I went every day, I was getting angry and annoyed and frustrated, for which I'm so grateful because it was that constant feeling of anger and upset. Some people experience it as depression. They implode. I was constantly exploding, and all that volatility was just exhausting. And I couldn't stand it anymore. And so I made this turn towards the light. I, I looked at killing myself. I decided, nope, I'm not going to do that. So since that's not going to be my solution, what am I going to do now? So, um, and as I've said in this Broadcast before, um, I felt like I was an extremely slow learner. I mean, from 86 to 96, I definitely made some movement, and I took several years in that time where I actually lived at our family's house on Deer Isle, Maine. So I was. Away in the woods, isolated, a lot of the time by myself, doing inner work. But, And that was very helpful to me, to do all that inner work. But I now know that it's actually much, much faster to do the work with other people. They are like sandpaper on our consciousness, helping us to refine if we have that intention, if we've enabled ourselves with the power of decision to say, this is what I'm truly interested in. I am truly interested in the peace, the love, the joy, the freedom, the wholeness, the harmony, the wisdom, the clarity that is my true identity. So, But if you don't believe that's part of your true identity and no one's working with you, I was working in isolation, no therapist, no counselor. And, you know, I can see now from this vantage point that's precisely why I feel so compelled of course it's my guidance as well to support others in supporting others because we are all here to be truly helpful and we can all be a healing presence in our own life in our family in our neighborhood in our workplace and it is hubris it is pure ego to think that we cannot and a Course of Miracles tells us this over and over again. If we think that we are not capable of being a healing presence because we're so messed up, we're trying to do everything on our own, and we're not working with the Holy Spirit. We're not working with that higher self. We're not working with Jesus and the angels and everything in the invisible field of perfect love to reclaim our true identity. We're trying to do it on our own. That's why it takes so long, and that's why it feels so gut-wrenching and so difficult. (sighs) Ah, Just thinking about it, <laughs> I can feel how difficult it is. So I, I love that A Course of Miracles really is so clear. Make that decision that you're going to answer the call to be a healing presence in this world, to be truly helpful. Make that decision to answer that call and then Be willing to recognize you will be led and guided in every moment if you're willing. See, it always comes back to that willingness. So that's one thing I've been sharing about lately is we can't develop the trust that is the number one characteristic of the teachers of God without willingness. Willingness is the foundation. So that's why Jesus tells us your willingness is all that's required. And if we have a little bit of willingness, that's great. But we can have a lot. So how do we have a lot? We make decisions and we hold those decisions as valuable and important. So now... Going back to that time in the late 90s when I, I finished my master's degree, I, w- I was at USC in the screenwriting program. I finished that master's degree, I was working full-time in an entertainment company as an admin, and I was writing screenplays and not selling them. <laughs> And uh, which surprised me. And so at that point, I was enough of a spiritual student to say, okay, what's, what's really going on here? What am I to do? I am willing to follow the guidance. I do not wish to try and do things on my own anymore. I'm, I'd rather find the guidance and follow the guidance. And my guidance was to switch tracks and now become a minister. I was like, oh my God, I just paid all this money to get a master's degree in screenwriting. I've been working on this for years and years. Okay, well, that was the message I got. Go grow your consciousness and then come back to writing. So that's what I did. And when I made that turn towards growing my consciousness, that's about the time that I read Power Versus Force. And I I got that clear insight from the Hawkins work and from Ernest Holmes' work that... I could be a, a healing presence in the world. And so I made that decision to answer that call. And I, I wasn't 100% committed, but I had some real authentic willingness. And I set the intention, I made the decision that I'd like to be loving enough that I could walk into a room that was filled with discord, upset people, and I could shift the consciousness to love simply by being in the room without having to say anything or do anything except simply be. I believed that that was possible and that everyone could learn to do that. And I made the decision to learn to do that. And that was another life-changing decision for me. Yes, and that's, uh, that's why, and because it, it didn't happen right away, God, no, 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 it took me a long time uh, to really feel like I could be that loving presence. But now I love so much to be able to hold that for people. People come into Masterful Living sometimes and their life is really hard and painful. And it's amazing to see within a year, to two years they can be a really loving presence in their life and a healing presence to those around them yes our brothers and sisters are our salvation because we can turn and face the light and hold out a hand to them and we're all lifted up this is the truth of our being so we help each other so so much this has been the experience of my life, and it's what compels me to share because where once there was an ancient hatred in my heart, now there is holy ground, and we can stand in it together. It's beautiful. (sighs) Yes. Well, if you're uh, interested in... uh, Next steps. You can always go to Jenniferhadley.com or Living com to learn more. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to a Course of Miracles on Unity Online radio. We're Living the Love, We're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. We're talking about healers and healing. And it's something I know a fair amount. So, about. And years ago, I was interviewed for... Uh, something and somebody asked me, the interviewer asked me, what is your take on charging money for healing? And I said, well, that would be interesting because the only person I can heal is myself. So why would I charge myself for healing? (laughs) However, I do work with other people i've been a spiritual counselor now uh for coming up on 20 years 19 years so i do charge people for my time but i i don't charge people for healing and i'm not saying what others should do or not do but i i truly believe that healing is a self-healing that all healing is really about healing ourselves in our consciousness and that's true healing and that love is our redeemer, our restorer. Love is everything. And there is no other healer, just love. So, Why is love the healer? Because love is what we are. Teach only love for that is what you are. If we're teaching any other thing, which sometimes we do, we teach sarcasm, we teach depression, we teach uh, loneliness, we teach anger and resentment. And so in those moments, we're not teaching love. And so we'll experience the effects of teaching something other than love. And so... We can train ourselves to be truly helpful by being willing to forgive ourselves when we're not teaching love. So we don't have to, to make amends for it. We don't have to prostrate ourselves. We don't have to be crucified, none of that. We just release any judgment that we hold against ourselves for not being loving. And then we do a 180. We decide once again to be truly helpful and we allow ourselves to be led and guided to what that might include in that particular moment. But it always includes extending love and being loving. So uh, the that's the thing for us to do. And I, I'm going to... Uh, Share a quote here from uh, A Course in Miracles, of course, from Chapter f- f- l- 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 7, Section 5. And this, this section is called Healing and the Changelessness of a Mind, where it says in paragraph 7, The unhealed healer wants gratitude from his brothers, but he is not grateful to them. That is because he thinks he is giving something to them and is not receiving something equally desirable in return. So the unhealed healer's teaching is limited because he is learning so little. His healing lesson is limited by his own ingratitude, which is a lesson in sickness. So let's just stop there for a moment, pause there. Ingratitude is a lesson in sickness. I know in Finding Freedom and Masterful Living, one of the things that is foundational to what I share based on my own learning about healing is that love and gratitude are our foundational spiritual practices. And that's why one of the things that I recommend and support people in doing is every day in every way practicing love and gratitude as the foundational spiritual practice that is so deeply healing. And when people are willing to really get on board with that, again, there's the willingness that is required. Willingness is required. And willingness. You know, Course in Miracles talks about a little willingness, but it's really, it's I'll call it true willingness, authentic willingness. We could call it great willingness. It's actual willingness, and it's the willingness to make a difference. It's the willingness to change your mind and go the other way in that moment. So let's say in the moment, you um, you know, a common thing that happens is somebody is watching the news, and instead of treating it as a prayer request, uh, people are, are, these things are happening in the world, and it's a prayer request. And we've made that commitment that A Course of in Miracles invites us to make, which is to seek not to change the world, but to change our mind about the world. Uh, instead of doing that, we're complaining well, where's the gratitude if we're complaining? So that's why in Finding Freedom, Masterful Living in my courses, I'm supporting people and giving up complaining. Right? So I I say, uh, I got it from Harv Eckert who said, complaining makes you a crap magnet. And maybe he got it from somewhere else. But do I want to be a love, I mean, a crap magnet? No, I would rather be a love magnet. So teach what you would like to experience more of. Um, <laughs> it's so funny right now. I don't know if, any, if you can hear this, Louie, but um, all around me, there are jackhammers. And I've got, I'm in a room with windows on both sides, and I've got jackhammers on both sides. And um, it's like an alarm going off saying, yes, yes, yes. The changing of our mind leaves us peaceful. So I, I can be peaceful in the midst of this, which is wonderful. That's what we're cultivating is that opportunity to be peaceful in the midst of it and to remember and to recognize that we choose. So if we don't have gratitude for our brothers and sisters, even for their cry for love, and then our ungratefulness, what it's saying right here, is a cause of sickness. Now, this is tricky. Right? The unhealed healer wants gratitude from his brothers, but he's not grateful to them. That's because he thinks he's giving something to them and is not receiving equally desirable in return. His teaching is limited because his learning is so little. Remember that in that section, which I call our purpose prayer, that begins with, I'm here only to be truly helpful. It ends with I will learn as he teaches me to heal. I will learn as he teaches me to heal. So powerful. So so powerful. And and this is the opportunity that we have to make that decision to walk in the world as a healing presence. Now It can seem like arrogance, but we're here to to be truly helpful. We're here to be teachers of God and we have everything we need pre-installed and we have all the assistance from the invisible that A, we would need and B, that we can handle. So it is about making that decision to be truly willing and truly available to answer the call. So I feel like that's part of what I am called to do is to support people who would like to answer the call but feel afraid, who feel unworthy, who feel confused. We can answer this call. Yes, I am here. We open ourselves to the infinite, unlimited flow of love that is our healer this is our divine opportunity in each and every moment ingratitude which is complaining it's criticism it's judgment all the different forms of ingratitude it leads to sickness could be emotional sickness physical sickness mental sickness And the thing is, we'll learn from whatever we choose, eventually. We could start learning right now. We can be the happy learner right now. And love and gratitude is our most basic spiritual practice that helps us to do that. In this section that I've been reading from, in Chapter 7, Section 5, Paragraph 7, it says uh, that in... Ingratitude is a lesson in sickness. True learning is constant and so vital in its power for change that a son of God can recognize his power in one instant and change the world in the next. That is because by changing his mind, he has changed the most powerful device that was ever given him for change. This in no way contradicts the changelessness of mind as God created it. But you think that you have changed it as long as you learn through the ego. So I've worked with people that have experienced, let's say, some kind of a, uh, a threat in their body, in their mind, in their life, in their relationships, in their finances, in their world. And through changing their mind, through answering the call, through being truly willing, in a very short period of time, sometimes it's hours, sometimes it's weeks, but in a very short period of time, the appearance of the disturbance could be a tumor, it could be a diagnosis, it could be a financial issue. It is healed. It is transformed. It happens with amazing quickness because time is not something that is real and it has no place in healing. Healing does not require time nor take time. It is about the decision in the mind, our mind, in our heart, in our life. I'm going to take a sip of my tea here. So, we can be a healing presence. We can decide to be a healing presence, even if we don't know how. And A Course of Miracles in many places talks about the unhealed healer. And I'd like to address this specifically because I think it's a real issue. I meet many people who are ministers. Uh, I love to work with ministers, being a minister myself and knowing what a difference a minister can make. I love to work with counselors and therapists and teachers and people in all kinds of healing professions. I work with a lot of nurses, doctors, lots and lots of people who are in a variety of Healing professions, helpful professions. And most of us start with this feeling of inadequacy. We start with this feeling that there's something wrong with us, we're bad. We're failing. We don't have what it takes that even though we're in a healing profession like counseling, teaching, doctoring, nursing, whatever it might be, that we are so wrong and so bad, it doesn't work for us. It works for others, but not for us. And we can't figure out why. I certainly started, well, I didn't start at that place. It took me a long time to get to that place because I felt so unworthy and so hateful and so evil, actually. However, wherever we start... It doesn't matter. It's like the parable of the day laborers. Let's just start rather than think, oh, I'm starting at such a low, low place. Uh, it's going to take me longer. Forget that thought. That thought has no power unless you believe it. Uh, the thought that you can't answer the call, you don't have it, what it takes, has no power unless you believe it. A thought has no power in and of itself, we have to believe it. We have to place our God energy, if you will, our uh, awareness, our inheritance, which is our awareness. We have to take our mind and energize that thought hold it in our mind with belief in order for it to become made manifest that's what it requires so in uh, chapter two in the section fear and conflict which i'm always suggesting that people read again and again it says in there some of my fra- favorite quotes from the course um all thought has power. There are no idle thoughts. And thought combined with belief is a power that can literally move mountains. And it's difficult to comprehend that, to understand that. But when we hold a thought with great belief, like, I am a total loser, or This is easier for other people than it is for me. This works for other people, but not for me. When we think that thought and we really believe it, we're going to keep seeing it again and again and again. It's going to reinforce that belief. But the fact is that When we experience our thoughts and beliefs in the world of form, for instance, someone saying to us, you're never going to be able to do that, or we're trying and trying, as I used to do, to, um, let's say, develop my ministry and my practice as a therapist, I'm trying to do that, and I'm barely succeeding and feeling like a failure, well, I, at that time, when that was my life experienced, I was broadcasting with my thoughts and beliefs, this is easier for other people than it is for me. I don't actually deserve to have clients. But my decision and my commitment to love my clients and to love the people I was working with, to let them be my teacher, to have the humility to let them be my teacher and to be grateful for them, this is what helped me to heal my mind. And I developed humility I developed a true, authentic gratitude. When I started doing this counseling work, it would be a regular thing for me that I would end a session on the phone and literally drop to my knees and weep with gratitude that I could just hold the space for another human being to learn to love themselves, that it's, I sometimes, after a counseling client would leave my session, my home, and they had some greater inkling now that they were lovable, that there could be healing in their life, in their relationship, in their body, in their mind. I sometimes would do the same thing. I say, you know, see you next time or see you later or whatever, um, because I never needed them to come back to me. I always thought one session, total healing I'm in. And my job is to support them and also being all in for total healing in one session. And they would make a real movement in that session. I would shut the door and again, drop to my knees and weep with gratitude. So I understand This section here that says the unhealed healer wants gratitude from his brothers, but he is not grateful to them. When I was having that experience of falling to my knees in gratitude for them, I was not a Course in Miracles student. I didn't know this then. I just spontaneously was so, so grateful that I could experience healing and be a part of it that I was no longer just being a drag on the system yeah and in uh, I write uh, inspiration every single day pretty much and uh, I publish it as my daily shot of spiritual espresso and what I wrote yesterday is, uh, I quoted from Eldridge Cleaver, who said, you either have to be part of the solution or you're going to be part of the problem. You either have to be part of the solution or you're going to be part of the problem. Now, Course Miracle students, we know all our problems have been solved because every experience that we have that seems like a problem is simply a manifestation of the belief that we're separate. So the only real problem we have is the belief that we're separate. So we have no problem. But if we're not contributing to eliminating the problem from our mind getting that splinter out of our mind then we are going to believe there is a real problem and we're going to contribute to it so we can contribute to the healing by teaching only love and gratitude or we can contribute to the belief that there's a problem so when i see people who would like to answer the call but don't feel worthy or people who don't feel they don't feel confident they don't feel qualified these are the major issues that i see with so many people we can all be teachers of god we can all be a healing presence we can all contribute something magnificent every single day And every moment of every day. And it is not hubris to aspire to be like our teacher Jesus. He, through the vehicle of A Course in Miracles, and through all of life, through our own consciousness. He is imploring us in every moment to metaphorically take his hand, to join with him, to join with that higher Holy Spirit self, and to make that powerful decision to be a healing presence. So a healing presence is continuously coming back into their right mind through the spiritual practice of extending love. Uh, marinating in love looking for the opportunities to choose love to express love and to be loving with ourselves and others to be grateful for things just as they are so when we can be grateful uh, it it's true from our heart it's not false and for Most of us, that takes real practice, it takes real dedication, it takes a huge big bucket of willingness, but we can do it, we can, that's what I see is people don't even realize when they start in class with me, very often they have no concept of how intensely negative and judgmental they are they think oh no i'm the most positive person i know i get that you know i really do i'm not saying that's not true but most people don't have a an awareness of how their consciousness has been structured to look for the complaints and the negativity what's not working that was me i walked into every single situation all day long, looking for what were the things that were a problem, because I was so attached to everything is not good ah <laughs> oh, so let's let's be the heal to healer let's be a loving, grateful presence in this world, and we can do it whether anybody's watching or not. I would close that door, hang up that phone. And drop to my knees in my own, in the privacy of my own home, and weep with gratitude that I could be a loving presence. Powerful stuff. We all have that within us. So, yeah, oh my gosh. If you're interested in, any of this work that's what I'm interested in sharing with you these opportunities I've got my fall events in October early bird specials right now teaching and counseling check it out at jenniferadley.com let's place our hand on our heart and be grateful and thankful for the opportunity to be a healing presence it's with us every moment of every day we accept it And we share the benefits with all. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 I love you. Have a great rest of your week.